Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Kimar Roach, and I listen to the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Indeed, you are people listening to Caribbean Cricket Podcast, and welcome back to another short edition, another short episode, another short conversational tidbit. <laughs> it's never a quiet day in West Indies cricket, people. My name is Mashal St. Patrick Hewitt, one half of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And like I say, welcome back. I'm smiling because you know what I'm going to say next. This is going to be a short one. It, it really is going to be a short one. If you're listening to this on the audios, make sure you like, um, make sure you follow, make sure you share, make sure you leave a rating if you listen on a on a platform that allows you to do so. If you're watching this on YouTube, do all that as well. Like, share, subscribe, etc. Press the notification bell. All of that jazz. I haven't said it in a while, but help us on the road to 5K YouTube subscribers. I've been a bit, haven't done as much content as of late, but um, as I promised in the last video about two, three days ago, going to try get back on it for the rest of April and make sure the content is on point, reaching out to a few people over the next few days, try to get some exclusive interviews on the platform and so on and so forth. But this video, as you can probably see from the title, is to do with Courtney Walsh. Never a quiet day in West Indies cricket. We are not only searching for a head coach for the West Indies men's red ball side and the West Indies men's white ball sides. Remember that 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 role has been split. We are looking for two different individuals in red ball cricket and white ball cricket for the men's senior side. We're also now looking for a coach, not a split role. Well, we, well West Indies women don't play any red ball cricket, but um, we're looking for a coach now for the West Indies women's side. Never, ever a quiet day in West Indies cricket. First thing I'm going to do, though, because some of you watching this video, this might actually be news that you've kind of just missed in the kind of general grind of all the news that comes out of the Caribbean. And if you're one of those kind of IPL fanatics or maybe you're watching Cool and Smooth um, in Antigua, whatever it is that might have your cricket attention right now, might even be county cricket in England. I wouldn't be surprised if you missed this news. So if you did miss this news, let me just read the official statement from Cricket West Indies. 
Cricket was did, and this was put out on April the 11th, by the way. So this was about two and a half days ago, three days ago. Cricket West Indies will shortly be starting the process to recruit a new West Indies women's team head coach after taking the decision not to renew the contract of women's head coach Courtney Walsh and technical assistant coaches Robert Samuels and Corey Collymore. This follows a review of the senior women's team's performances and programme. During Walsh's tenure, which started in October 2020, he oversaw home and away series wins to Pakistan and ensured a semi-final spot in the 2022 ICC Women's 50-over Cricket World Cup. Cricket West Indies Director of Cricket, Jimmy Adams, said, We are very grateful for the contribution of Courtney and his technical team over the past two and a half years, and we wish them all the best going forward. Cricket West Indies remains committed to our international women's programme and will now be focusing on recruiting a new head coach and technical support team. An interim technical support team will be put in place during the recruitment period, so not dissimilar to what's happened with Andre Coley and so on and so forth for the men's side. For, sorry, I added that, by the way. Further information on the recruitment process will be provided in the coming weeks, with the coaching roles being critical for the development of women's cricket in the West Indies. In recent years, Cricket West Indies has significantly increased investment into the women's game at every level, focusing on deepening the talent pool within the Caribbean and producing the next generation of West Indies women's players. So that's the statement. And what's quite interesting is it's not just Courtney's gone, it's Courtney's uh, support team that's gone as well. And uh, Cricket West Indies, um, and it won't be one person's decision. What tends to happen, and if anybody's listening to this who's part of the Cricket West Indies kind of wider board, by all means, get in touch with me and tell me if I've got this wrong. But what tends to happen when decisions are made with regards to changing head coaches and whatnot? A review team, as Jimmy Adams has alluded to in that statement, overlooks the performances of a head coach. Every head coach has a review period every two years, as I understand it. So Courtney's team would have been up for review, roughly speaking, after that World Cup um, in in 2023, the World Cup where you got knocked out of earlier this year, the T20 World Cup. Um, if you remember rightly, for those who remember paying attention to it, we were in a group with England. Um, who was in our group? England, India, Pakistan. No, was it England, India, Pakistan? Yeah, was it not England, India? Pakistan and Ireland and became third in the group probably about par as and I'll get onto that later in terms of what people probably expected a review would have been carried out after that tournament um that review task force or team whoever carried it out would have then gone back to the wider cricket west indies board and said based on whatever particular criteria of that review they would have made their recommendation as to whether um Courtney should be kept on and his team, or whether Courtney should be removed, and his team. I don't know what recommendation they made, okay? And I don't think that statement... I mean, the statement says a decision was made not to renew Courtney's contract, but the wider board would have had to have agreed to that. Now, for those of you listening who don't understand Cricket West Indies, when I say the wider board, by that I mean the two um, members from each territorial board, so president and vice president from... Guyana, Windward Islands, Leeward Islands, Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, etc. So the 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 review team may well have recommended to the board we think he should probably be let go, but the board then has to ratify it. So what I don't know is did the review team recommend to the board let's get rid of him and the board ratified that, or did the review team say let's not get rid of him and the board disagreed with that? That part hasn't been made clear. 
I'm more than happy for somebody from Cricket West Indies to get in touch with me and clarify that. And once it's clarified from their end, I will then obviously go on our social media handles, whether Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, even on video, and say this is officially what took place. But I'm just giving you an idea for those listening what the process would be. Anyways, Courtney Walsh subsequently was on Mason and Guess. And again, if you're somebody listening to this who doesn't fully understand the Caribbean, Mason and Guess is probably the premier cricket show in the Caribbean in terms of on radio. Radio is still king in the Caribbean. Um, for those of you who don't live in the Caribbean, you may not understand that that radio is still the dominant media platform in the Caribbean for a lot of people. And Andrew Mason and his show Mason and Guess is still probably, I would say, the number one show in the Caribbean. And when I say Caribbean, I mean across the Caribbean in terms of looking at cricket. Do I think the Caribbean Cricket Podcast is better than what he does? 100%. In fact, 1,000%. We're better than anything he does. But that's the number one show, and I'm not going to try and deny that. Now, Courtney Walsh was on that show um, earlier this week, and I'm just going to read um, some of the stuff he said while, whilst he was on that show. Courtney said, I was surprised at the time when I was told, but it was a job, and I was employed until the end of last month when I was told the contract won't be renewed. The timing was very surprising. I would have much preferred I would have much preferred to have known earlier, but that's not my call. I got a message to call him, which was Jimmy Adams, and I called him and he told me the contract won't be renewed. Walsh said he was in Antigua at the time when he was informed about the decision on March the 30th during a conversation with Adams. And it was not lengthy because at the time, Jimmy Adams was on tour with the West Indies men's team. It was difficult for, for him, Jimmy, to sit and talk. But I thought seeing the CEO was in Antigua at the time, and that's Johnny Grave, Johnny probably could have walked me through it, but that is how it is, he said. I was also disappointed to find out that the other coaches were not going to be reinstated as well. I thought we were making some strides with the girls and the pool of players we had at the time. We suffered, we suffered injuries to players at some crucial times, but we still fought for it. And I felt the coaches worked really hard in trying to get the best team we could on the park in tough times. This was not the case, unfortunately, but I was proud of the work and the efforts effort the guys put in and the energy they tried to bring to the team under trying conditions. Our pool of players is very limited and we did the best we could, we could have done with what we had. Uh, and then he goes on to say, sorry, I, and if you're sitting there saying, boy, Mash, why are you telling me the whole thing? I think this is important to understand the context of the discussion that I'm then going to go into. During his tenure, Walsh also had to deal with the sudden retirement of well-rated all-rounder Deandre Drottin from international cricket, which he described as a big loss, and the absence of former captain Stefani Taylor with injury. Walsh said, When we lost Deandre, we knew we lost a multi-dimensional player that could do everything. She could bat, bowl and field, and that was a big loss. To add salt into the wound, we also lost Stefani Taylor in the home series against New Zealand. In the old eyes, and I think he's referring to the World Cup, she made 51 and retired her. That, that was in her last uh, match that she played. But she could not play again for us until the World Oh, sorry, no, he's talking about New Zealand. So he says, in the old eyes, she made 51 and retired her. But she could not play again for us until the World Cup. So we lost two world-class batters that have been the backbone of the batting for a number of years. No one else came through in the regional tournaments. So the only other place that we could look was the under-19 level at the World Cup for any emerging players, which is what we're trying to put in place now. So that's what Courtney said. And I mean, understandably, Courtney, as any head coach is wont to do, if you are removed from your job, and I don't know if we should put it as strongly as Courtney was sacked, but 
I think that's what's happened here. It's been removed. Like, what, what word do you want me to... How can I possibly nice it up? Cricket West Indies said, we're not renewing your contract. That means you, you have been sacked, right? Now, Courtney Walsh, like I say, as any head coaches want to do, has every right to turn around and go, well, hold on a minute. I thought I did a good job. There were mitigating factors at play. And I agree with him. I don't know if I agree completely that he did a good job, but I definitely agree that there were mitigating factors at play. Courtney became head coach of the women's team in October 2020, right? I, I shouldn't need to tell people what was going on, but a worldwide pandemic was going on, right? And the Caribbean, more so than a lot of other places in the world, completely shut down. That doesn't mean the West Indies women's team couldn't make progress, but we have to understand that cricket shut down in the Caribbean. So he came into the job in the midst of a worldwide pandemic with no recourse for domestic regional cricket to take place and that's limited anyway so there was no recourse to have any domestic regional cricket he only had kind of bubble camps that he could really get these the, this West Indies women's team prepared and that went on for probably if he took over in October 2020 he would probably say that the only time he really and truly got to properly work with the women's side in non-bubble conditions was about a year and a bit later. So let's say like October 20, he might even say at the start of 2022. So he might say it was only until a year and a half into his role that he could say that he was truly working under quote unquote normal conditions uh, with the West Indies women's team. And if you add that context, I get why he would feel he's been hard done by here. But then you have to throw in the results, right? So check this out, people. Here's the results under Courtney's tenure. Uh, where is it? Here we go. So under his guidance, West Indies women won only 11 of 32 ODIs and won only 7 of 24 T20 internationals. So, and the, and Courtney says that the appraisal actually was six months ago, which makes sense because I said to you that the appraisal should have been after two years. So he said that there was an appraisal made in which would have been October 2022. And he said at that appraisal six months ago, there was no indication from anybody that he was doing anything wrong. And then obviously now his his contract went on until the end of effectively this World Cup in 2023. And at the end of that World Cup, they've now turned around and said, you know what, actually we're going in a different direction. Now, those of you who are listening to this, get at me in the comments below. Do you agree? And I, I've got no horse in this race. I'll probably give my opinion at the end. But do you think West Indies have done the right thing here? Do you think it's time for somebody else to have a look at this women's side and and see if they can take it in a, I want to say new direction, but I probably mean better direction, right? That, But I don't think it's as simplistic as saying, even with that record that I've read out to you, I don't think it's as simplistic as saying Courtney was dreadful. Because here's the wider context, and I, th I would advise everybody listening to this to go back and look at all of the videos I've done on the West Indies women's side in the last four months. Look at every single video I've done in the last, actually, four to six months. And every single video I made, I kept making the exact same point. I kept saying that the, the, that the developmental structures in the territories need a complete overhaul. Now, I note that in the official Cricket West Indies statement, Jimmy and whoever wrote that statement says that there's been significant funding being put into the West Indies women's side at the international level in recent times. I agree with that 
if they're talking about funding extensive camps. I think that's actually correct. If we're talking about funding extensive camps and giving Courtney kind of unprecedented time with the women's team in Antigua prior to tours, um, prior to teams coming over to the Caribbean to play us and so on and so forth. If, if that's the metric that Cricket West Indies are measuring their investment into the women's side, then I actually make them correct to say that they've been putting some significant funding and developmental opportunities in place for the senior international side. But here's where Courtney's also right. What's going on in the territories? And all the while that that question has to be asked, and I've been answering this question for six months, all the while that the territory, that the territories don't pull their weight what what talent can really come to the fore hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The West Indies women's side of 2016 that won the World Cup that everybody goes on about was a generational side, right? Um, we haven't, in fact, we've gone backwards. I was about to say we haven't gone any further from there. It's not that we haven't gone any further. We've just gone backwards. But that was a generational side in a moment that did something magnificent and unique, right? Fast forward, so that's 2016. Fast forward to 2022. Uh, so we had the T20 World Cup actually in 2020, the ODI World Cup in 2022, and the, the recent T20 World Cup in 2023, right? A lot of the players, there hasn't been enough turnover of players, right? And even where we have had turnover of players, the players that have come in are not up to the same level of the generational talent that went before. And it's not too dissimilar to what happened to the men's T20 side that won in 2012, semis in 2014, final in 2016. It was a generational set of talent at that time that did great stuff in that unique kind of four-year period. And when we got to the 2021 T20 World Cup and the 2022 T20 World Cup, lots of people got hurt with our performances, but they failed to see the bigger picture at the time, which was that we had not created a significant underlayer of talent to replace our GOAT period in T20 cricket. The women's side has had a similar situation. There has not been enough of a talent... Um, there is not enough of a talent pool behind the Dottins, behind the Haley Matthews and behind the Stefani Taylors to ever say that anybody can take us to a new level. So when a new head coach comes in, what's he really going to do or she? What is he or she really going to do with this particular side? I don't know, because where's the talent pool? Even in, if, you, if you go back and look at the recently concluded 2023 uh, T20 World Cup, go back and again, go and watch my previous videos. I've covered this before. Take Hayley Matthews out of our side and what do you have? And that's no disrespect. That's no disrespect to any of the other players. 
Big up um, Ramarak, for example. Big up Anissa Mohammed, who obviously has taken us. I'm surprised Courtney didn't mention her as well. She's taken a six-month sabbatical from the West Indies team. Big up an Anissa Mohammed. Big up a Shamila Connell, um, whom I miss him. Uh, should I mention Campbell, Shemaine Campbell? There are players there that can do, Chanel Henry, there are players there that can do some stuff. But other than Hayley Matthews and Anise Mohammed when she comes back, there's no one really who can take us to new heights. And this is why I make Courtney right when Courtney said, well, boy, we've had to turn to the under-19s team. Remember what they did in the 2023 World Cup? They called up Zayda James. They called up uh, Trishan Holder. Because the reality is, I get it. I get it. If within your senior pool of players, you have, I'm speaking for Courtney here. If within your senior pool of players, you're looking around and you're going, well, boy, I mean, the level, we know what they can do. The majority of these senior players, we know what they can do. Their ceiling's not getting any higher. At this juncture, what do you do next? Except look at the next generation beneath them, bring them up to the senior side and say, well, boy, we're going to be taking some licks for some time to come, but we've got to now work with this next set of young, talented generation. We've got to work with this next set of the next generation, sorry, and identify who are the talent who at the age of 18, 19, 20, who may have a potential ceiling that can help move the West Indies women's team onto another level. So I kind of get what Courtney was trying to start. I get what Courtney was trying to now do. I get why he was suddenly now turning to the under 19 players and saying, well, boy, let's try work with them and feed them into the senior team and let's move. What I don't get is what Cricket West Indies are expecting to change. That's the only part I don't get. That's not me defending Courtney because the record's the record and, and the record's poor. I'll read it again, right? So the record says, let me just find again, 11 wins in 32 ODIs, 7 wins in 24 T20s, right? The record is poor. And if a coach is to be judged by their record, then I totally get why they would why the Cricket West Indies board would say, you know what, we're not renewing it. But I would just love them to come out and realistically say to me, what do they expect to happen in two years' time? Two years from now, do they expect the West Indies women's team to be any to be significantly any better than now? And if they do, what do they think is going to make them better? It can't just be one person, because then we're back in the same realm of argument that we're in with the men's with the men's side as well. We can bring in a new coach. All the while the structures are the same, what you might get a 1% difference. So what tangible difference do we think a new coach is going to make given where the West Indies women's setup internationally is currently at? You can't, you can change a head coach, but you can't change the talent pool. And if we agree that the talent pool just isn't there right now, What do you expect a new head coach to do? Now, there may be the one mitigating factor I will say is this. There may be more to this story than we know. There may be more to it than we know. And maybe they've they've decided there's something else. Like maybe Courtney, I'm just speculating. Maybe Courtney's lost the dressing room, for example. I don't know. And the only reason I'm even giving that as a potential reasoning is because any other reasoning to me doesn't make much sense to me because you surely 
you surely can't be expecting anything greater than a, a marginal 1% gain if you find the right person. But you may say that's that that 1% is better than no percent. So you may say, well, boy, it's worth it. That it's is it's the means to an end, you know. But as I said in the last video I did for the women's side, um, and I, I kind of end here where I always end my women's videos. We can talk and talk and talk and talk. We can sack a coach, bring in the next person, do this, do that, do that. If we cannot realistically look at the regional and territorial level of our game and identify what every territory is doing to help our women's players before they get to the international stage, then really and truly nothing actually matters. Now, I will just say, in the last month, I saw Trinidad hosting an under-19 competition. So I know Trinidad, they were doing a bilateral series. I think I may have the name teams wrong here, but I think it was Trinidad, Barbados, and someone else were doing a bilateral under-19 tournament. And I, I went on our Twitter handle and I, I tweeted about it and I said, this is the type of thing I need to see. Territories need to stop relying on the Cricket West Indies board to bring everybody to Antigua and try just try work on something in Antigua. The territorial boards have to take more responsibility and do things like bilateral tours and give... Um, the women at, at the under-19 level and then up greater exposure. In the last week and a bit, the Windward Islands Cricket Board have just held a senior Windward Islands competition, Grenada, St. Lucia, um, who else was in there, Dominica, etc. And there was an inter-island competition with the Windward Islands. I love to see that. That We need to see more of that. I saw Zayeda James doing her bits. So there are some boards who are doing things. I saw Afi Fletcher doing her bits for, for Grenada. So these are the things that I need to see all the territorial boards doing. So Billy Heaven in Jamaica, if this comes to, if this gets to Billy Heaven, if there's anybody listening to this who's from Jamaica, for example, tell me what Billy Heaven and the JCA are doing for women's cricket in Jamaica. Tell me what they're doing. Can anyone tell me? Because I don't know. And I'm Jamaican. Tell me what they're doing. I heard in Barbados that they're looking to try and introduce a women's uh, senior competition to run parallel to the men's competition in the next within the next two years. Cool. I'd, I'd rather that be now, but at least they're trying to plan something. So tell me what they're doing in Jamaica. So all the while, uh, if the territorial boards aren't doing anything significant, I don't think any head coach can do anything reasonably significant at the international level and it doesn't matter how much investment uh cricket west indies put in you can't you, <laughs> this is gonna sound silly but you can't out invest nothing being done at the grass grassroots and before people come at me in the comments and say so why don't cricket west indies invest in the grassroots the problem is it's the territory's responsibility to invest in their own grassroots, in their own nation, in their own island, and lay the pathway for then the international side to then move from there. Get at me in the comments below, people. Do you think Courtney Walsh should have been sacked? Do you think this is a mistake? Do you think it makes any difference whatsoever? Do you think Courtney Walsh is right to say, well, boy, I lost Deandra, I lost Stefani Taylor, all I had, I lost Anissa Mohammed. All I had left was Haley Matthews. What do you want me to do? What did we want him to realistically do? And in the midst of all that, let's not forget in 2022, he, he miraculously got the West Indies women's team to the semifinals of the ODI World Cup. 
Was that just a fluke then? Like I say, is there, maybe there's more to this story. I've been Mashal St. Patrick Hewitt, one half of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Look out for more content coming in the midst of April. And if you haven't been doing so already, make sure you're catching the cool and smooth T20 in Antigua. The competition is underway already. Boland's uh, got, off to a, uh, got off to a winning start. Um, Liberta got off to a winning start, of course. So get, get, in, get in touch and make sure you're following that tournament as well. It's not everyday IPL, people, but it is everyday West Indies cricket. As ever, thank you for listening. Thank you and good night. Network.